All right, welcome to the Game Changer 00100 show. I'm your host, Game Changer. All right, I'll give a little bit of time to let um, the breakdown close down and get this started. Well, actually, while I wait, oh man, all right. So somebody asked the question um, in the thing, you know, if white guys are, you know, so happy with submission, then suicide rate and blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. That shit is what's going on, Aaron B. Um, El Grande. That shit is ridiculous. Okay, but I'll bite for a second. The people who brought up white women was a black woman. It was JB Dessaline when she was like, married white men make thus and so, thus and so. I'm like, okay, so, you know, um, it seems like you earn more when you're married to a white woman, period, you know. So, um, but that's neither here nor there. And then somebody else comes to say, oh, well, you know, if white guys were so happy with white women, why are they MGTOWing and red pilling and blah, 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 blah. Like, wait a minute. They just said married white guys who are not MGTOW, obviously, are, you know, land of milk and honey. And now all of a sudden, the unmarried ones are red pill, MGTOW, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, listen, nobody is saying go to a white woman or a Latin woman or an Asian woman or any woman in particular. I'm saying go to the highest valued woman there is by your metrics of value, or excuse me, that is available to you by your metrics of value, period. Now, Marco will say, don't listen to these old bitches. And I agree with that. I would tell the young women to do the same thing. So something very interesting, or actually here, just in case I'm sitting, you want to come? What's going on, Art? Put this out there. Now, there was something very interesting going on um, in the chat room discussion um, with, with this whole thing. And that was they were talking about um, leveraging and supply and demand. Basically, they just flat out said early when I hopped on the panel that if a woman is of, if a certain type of woman, in this case, submissive woman, is of short supply, then she must be of high demand. And it's funny that they keep saying this while trying to fuck with the supply line. See, and this is for the ladies. Ladies, what they're doing to you is so fucked up that it's ridiculous. Basically, if you are a submissive woman, they are trying to convince you to say, you know, to not be submissive. So they can later come to the men and say, oh, listen, it's a short supply of submissive women. In fact, I'm the only one. Which means that for basic femininity, I desire, I require, excuse me, exceptional masculinity. And the worst thing about it is they'll never, ever give you even the basic femininity. So apparently, um, because the average white guy makes 35K, then that would be the cost of their basic femininity, you know, like getting a sandwich or something like that, you know, basic submission. So then I said, I challenged her and say, okay, 
Um, if a person makes more than that, i.e. myself, will you get me a sandwich? And of course, she said, if you put a ring on it. So a man should commit to a person that hasn't even displayed that they're capable of submitting. It's kind of like hiring somebody, but instead of a resume, they give you a piece of paper with a six-digit telephone number on it and a Chuck E. Cheese ticket. It's like you haven't really displayed any value as a woman, yet you want to get married. You can't even get a sandwich. So her goal in this endeavor is clear. And that is um, to discourage younger Black women, better Black women, Black women of higher value to lower their value. And then that's step one. And step two is to present herself as a higher value. What I'm telling brothers to do is have basic requirements of submission and femininity. Because if not, then guess what? Everything, your whole purpose, your whole purpose of getting with the woman in the first place will go to shit. You see, every woman has a purpose. Every guy gets with a woman for a purpose. I'm talking about with marriage or any type of long-term committed relationship. Whether that purpose is to have a happy, healthy household or uh, to secure sexual access, um, whatever it is, whatever reason that men get with women, um, you have that particular reason. If that woman is not submissive to you, under modern marriage contracts or any context, really, if that is not the case, then it will falter. It will not handle the stresses of relationships. So let's just take uh, sex, for example. Say your reason of getting with a woman is to secure sexual access. If you have not vetted her properly accordingly, then that sex will end the moment you put a ring on it, period. For if she is not a sexual person who um, doesn't desire sex herself, and she uh, considers it as something that she rations in exchange for income or financial provisions, then once she is no longer required to do so, because your wife isn't required to sleep with you, then she will no longer continue to do so. And let's just say that your goal is um, less sex, but more having a proper mother, wife, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, somebody who could run the household efficiently um, and rear the children properly. Once again, if she... she a woman can only ration something or negotiate with something that she is willing to take away, something that she is willing to take off the table. If she's negotiating sex, then it says one thing. She is willing to take sex off the table. 
If she's willing to negotiate submission, it means that she is willing to take submission off the table. In this case, she's willing to take 50% of submission off the table if her needs isn't being met. And guess what? If she is willing to um, negotiate um, femininity, i.e. being a proper mother, wife, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, if she's willing to negotiate that, then fellas, she is willing to take that off the table. And that's something that you got to be wary of. Okay, so let me read the uh, cash app. So new, appreciate you. He says, um, he says Beyonce remix. Um, if you damn uh, sandwich, put a ring on it. <laughs> uh, the syllables aren't right. Um, if you damn sandwich, um, then put a ring on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got it. Um, there's a song in there somewhere. I got to do it right though. All right, and MOT writes. Uh, the only ones they choose were never meant to be productive. And that's another point that I want to um, that I want to talk about um, MOT. And that is, is that um, women are paying to not have to submit. Now, they're using the money that they get from submitting to their job. But be clear, they are paying to not submit. And then the chicks on the panel. God, damn, hold on. I'll be right back. Some must be up with air I turned it off. All right. Anyway, um, so where was I? Um, yeah. So they're paying not to submit, and then they want to spin the story as if they're paying because a man isn't worthy of submission, particularly black man. You know, if they were um, to say that a 25K dude isn't worth submitting to, then that's one thing. And if they were capable and willing to, you know, go to other races of men in droves, then that's another thing. But they're not. There, uh, many of them are going to guys that uh, are looking for 50-50 relationships. And I have the sound clip to prove it. Just so they do not have the burdens of the burden of feminine performance. And unfortunately, fellas, you know, this is something that's being pushed in the culture. Now, I do notice that in recent generations is being pushed back. And that's because a lot of the young chicks are seeing like these fat, old, ugly ass bitches and saying, you know something? Um, I don't want to live that life. So I'm going to push back. So there is a lot of pushback from um, current generations from previous generations, because let's face it, the previous generation lived fucked up lives. Many are in relationships where they're paying for penis. And by that, they're paying for the right to not um, perform as women, but perform as men. They're paying for penis or they simply don't have any penis. Now there are the ones who do submit and they are happily married. And a young lady would be a fool not to notice the pattern. They would be. All right, uh, let's let's read some comments. Oh, and then I'm going to address the obsidian thing. Um, but let's read some comment. Bishop Tony Show says, um, "Sex is not one of those things. Um, very few men uh, marry for sexual access. Uh, true." 
true. Um, only if there's scarcity, um, and they do encourage scarcity. They, you've seen JB Desaline in the thing saying, you know, oh, close your legs if he doesn't need if he doesn't make this. Listen, um, when they're telling these bitches to close their legs, especially if they're young and they want a guy that's reasonably around their age, you know, when they when they when they're telling um when they're telling fellas this, what they're saying is just close your fucking legs. Just close your fucking legs so mines would be the only ones um, out there that are open and you have to put a ring on it for that. That's what they're doing. They're just trying to create false value through scarcity. Like that is that is their mating strategy. That is what you do when you have an inferior product. Period. When you have an inferior product, um, then you cut the supply. For example, they were trying to, oh, and you rename it and try to rebrand it. And, and you do all sorts of stuff, but you basically have to deal with the fact that, you know, um, your product is worth less. Now, you won't sell it for less. You'll just like, okay, I'll put it like this. A penny is worth one cent. However, the last penny on earth would probably be worth billions. You know, like if society was destroyed or something like that and um, ancient civilizations were to dig up American remnants and they find a penny, you know, and it's the only one that they ever found. And now they have like a, a visual of what Abe Lincoln kind of looked like. And they're like, oh, shit, you know, I'm pretty sure that that would be worth, you know, many, many shillings or whatever, you know, credits they use in the future. You see, if you can convince everybody else to get rid of something then you having the remainder of that is, is worth it. That's what they're trying to do. That's their whole mating strategy to cope with the fact that you have a less valuable product by your own choice, by your own choosing. Any one of these chicks can behave as Marco Charles um, behave. But that takes work. That takes exercise. That takes diet. That takes all sorts of shit. That takes submission. That takes all sorts of shit that they are unwilling to do. Making you, by and large, unworthy of the penis. Penis. And that's what we're dealing with. All right, let me read some more comments. Let's see. Oh, I appreciate you, Melody. All right, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, if they could do better, they would. Yeah, they just have to invest in themselves um, um, in the areas that men desire. Absolutely. GC, he meant, you know, if you want a dumb sandwich, you, um, if you want a dumb sandwich, put a ring on it. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, no. No, I would just assume make my own sandwich. Lauren Hare's daughter is an example of um, the young generation of females saying no to the independent female. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been meaning to cover that. But absolutely. You know, I mean, she made a retraction. But basically um, what she was saying was that she wasn't happy with what what her parents decided to do. She wanted she wanted traditionalism. She wanted complete and total traditionalism. And she was unhappy um, that she didn't get it. 
Because because basically, let's face it, most divorces end because of the woman. You know, she files for the divorce. And basically what she's saying is, whatever I feel that I deserve from this person, I'm not getting enough of. Therefore, I am going to divorce him. You're saying, fuck what is in the best interest of the family. It's all about what I feel is in the best interest of me. And her daughter is really calling that out in her mother, Lauren Hero's daughter. She's basically saying, look, this is how your decision affected me. I was too young to say anything, but I, you know, or even know, but yes, I did want a father in the household. You did not consult with me when you made this decision. You just did it. And didn't give a shit. Now, that goes back to what I was saying, that if she is bartering femininity, it's nothing wrong with a man uh, taking um, 100%. Uh, in fact, I'm an advocate of that. It's nothing wrong with a man of... Um, taking the majority, the bulk load of shit like that. It's nothing at all wrong with it. However, when they are um, when they are trying to use the absence of that as leverage or use femininity itself as leverage, then it means that they're not naturally feminine and it will manifest itself in certain ways later in the relationship. And who will suffer? the children, but because she is using child rearing and actual feminine traits um, as leverage, she is willing to do without it, meaning she don't give a shit about the kids. Okay, the reason why black men have these issues with um, black women is because they was not bred to submit to black men. Um, let's see, it's opposite to be, it's opposite to be strong and independent. Well, okay, so in recent generations, um, it's not really, they're being socially conditioned to be this strong independent entity. Now, as, um, as, as, who was it, Wacky World stated, the newer generation is pulling away from that, and rightfully so. But see, since the newer generation um, are under the influence of the older generation, the older generation and their sexual competition, for example, um, if she's if she's of age, if she is of age, I would do Lauren Hill's daughter before I do Lauren Hill. That being said, um, Lauren Hill, the only thing she can do, being over the hill, <laughs> being over the Lauren Hill, the only thing she can do is try to convince her daughter to take her shit off the market, and that's why they're getting so many so much pushback. So until this generation dies. Brothers like myself have got to speak against the narrative. So, you know, and that's going to be a while, you know, but I'm not the only one waiting for the boomers to die. Anyway, a true, a true submissive woman don't have a problem with doing whatever it takes to satisfy her man. Submissive women get pleasure from pleasing. Exactly. Exactly. Now, it may seem when I'm talking sandwiches and shit like that. Um, uh, thanks for the 499 uh, super chat, Melody. Um, I'll leave that up for a while because that's actually a very poignant one, you know. So 
Um, I know it seems like I'm doing it for self-serving purposes when I'm talking about sandwiches and all this shit, right? When I'm when I'm talking the way I'm talking, it seems like I want it because I want, you know, sex on demand, uh, submission, sex on demand, and sandwiches. You know, like I have some type of fucked up sandwich fetish. I get it, you know. But no, she's displaying to you how nurturing and selfless she is. If she takes pleasure from pleasing others, then that means that she is a qualified mother. She is a qualified mother. These are the traits that you look for in a mother of your children. Now, Obsidian is a confirmed bachelor, so you know his decisions are his decisions. You know, however, um, however, a truly submissive woman, as I was stating, let's see, um, and she gets pleasure from pleasing. She's not going to negotiate that. She's going to be herself regardless of the type of relationship. Now, is she going to seek? you know, a man of greater income simply because she's looking for a provider for her kids? Absolutely. Absolutely. And once again, there's nothing wrong with that. However, um, what they were talking about is something different. They were talking about provisions for the bitch, not provisions for the future of the family. And how submissive is she when she's controlling how much money is spent on her? That is a method of control. But, you know, that's all right. Let me let me read some more. All right. Somebody said, look at my comment. Um, it's too late. My generation. Well, I mean, for both sides, I do notice that, you know, that a lot of young ladies are willing to play ball. But men are just, you know, um, young men are just jaded because for one. The you can't you can't convince a young man who watched his grandfather go through three divorces and his father go through two divorces to marry it to marry a chick like yeah 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 but i'm not like those women i'm actually submissive as true as that may be he's going to be apprehensive but that is the fault of the previous generation of bitches i mean it's already on some fool me twice shit. sucks but true and, and, you know, Lamb, you're an example of that. So at 14, they're getting ran through. Yeah, that, that hasn't changed since my day. I didn't, see your, I didn't see your comment, but apparently you were saying that they were getting ran through at a younger age. All right. Damn shame. And let's see. At 14, they're getting. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it doesn't look like there's much comments and nobody's hopping on. So, I'm going to shut down. Let's see. Okay. Um, I have seen my uncles get divorce raped um, and, and falsely accused, man. I'm not doing it. It's, I mean, yeah. So, basically, you're dealing with. Um, a generation of men who are trying to pump and dump and women who are allowing it because that's really the only attention that they're going to get that outside of the thumbs up on Instagram, but that outside of digital attention, you know, I mean, there are, I'm sure a lot of young ladies who are, who are on the carousel simply to simply, um, so at least that one night, 
they'll wake up next to something if he decides to just like not leave immediately afterwards just you know like i gotta go home and wash my dick and and that's that so yeah they're doing it for you know just that intimacy and to talk to the sisterhood and tell them that they have a story to tell also there is a they're trying to create an illusion of this is what i want you know, like this is this is the situation I want. I, I oh no, I like being on a cock carousel. No, you are fucking miserable, and you know it. You just don't want to seem miserable, and you want to seem um, um, as if your femininity is valued so high that you could get a man at any time. But that's not necessarily the case. I'm not even Ados. Uh, they were. Let's see. I'm not even Ados. They were women who bought who were bought here and changed oh yeah i'm starting to see that in in um certain situation i've seen this many times before yeah as have i as have i, I told you about my friend from kenya so um i'm gonna um cover the city in portion then i'm gonna then i'm gonna bail out and go to lar shout out to him all right um now after that uh where was i where was i oh obsidian's thing what, what it appears that Obsidian is doing is he's trying to appeal to both sides. Um, and I, I guess I understand it, you know, like telling telling black, black men, you ain't shit. Black women, you ain't shit. I'm the shit. It's like, huh? So basically, whenever black men say something, voice a concern, and their concern is the dominant one, you know, they could say, why are you talking about low-income black men? Just make more money, you know, shut your ass up and make more money. And then if black women say something, it's like, you know, why are you talking about low-tier black women? Just be better and, and do better. So it's an auto-disqualifier to appeal to both sides. Basically, you know, black men can cheer and say, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you 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 really you really just shut down that 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 BFF. You really just called them on that. And then the women will say, yeah, 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 yeah. You really called out those broke ass niggas and blah 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 and blah blah blah. And it's a headache really um and I was filling it on the panel because well, it's a headache, I'm going to be honest with you, because I hate strong angling. Like, when somebody has a point, they have a point, and the underlying point is something very basic and very just, eh, okay, yeah, you know. But they want to angle the conversation to lead to that point. So they're just so they're just saying, you know, well, if you're saying this and this status saying this and she's saying this, then why not this? And and I'm just sitting there like or I'm sitting here rather just like um, the men aren't saying this. The women aren't saying this and the stats doesn't say this. Like your conclusion, because like there wasn't a man up there. 
who was saying like, this is the price of submission and I don't want to pay. Is that what it's called, MOT, leading the witness? It's like, this is the cost of submission and I don't want to pay. None of the fellas are saying that. What they were saying, generally speaking, is that if she is trying to ration off submissive um, submission, then she is not naturally submissive. That's what the fellas were saying. But he wanted to make this point so much that he manipulated the entire conversation to, to walk around this point. And then when he finally made it, it's like, okay. And then we moved on. It was more like, yeah, I'm going to manipulate it and swing back to this point. It's like, oh God, but what about the 40%? I was just like, the 40% aren't in the type of relationships that they are um, seeking. And the 60% aren't either. That's, I wanted to get that out, but it, it, it was just, see, I hate it when people um, uh, begin, enter a conversation with an ending statement. They're kind of ending the conversation with the thesis or they're beginning a, com um, no, 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 excuse me. They're beginning a conversation with a conclusion. What's good, Zach? And I have to say, that is some annoying ass shit if I ever seen it. And this isn't me just thumping on the obsidian. It's just that 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 whole tactic is like it, it leads to things where, listen, what you said made no damn sense. It made no fucking sense under the sun. So. Is that what it is? It's reading from a script because the conversation, okay. The conversations rarely are going to go on script. So if you have a scripted conversation and you aren't able to, you know, shake and move and maneuver and shit like that, then, you know, that's, that's on you. Now, Obsidian brought up something about the 100% thing. Because he pays 100% and, um, and um, and he he says that he gets a hundred percent submission. I mean, I guess okay, that's fine. And you know, I encourage such relationships. Um, I don't do that simply because I don't live with the woman that um, that I'm with, and I'm not sure if I want to. You know, I appreciate you, um, POT. Y'all y'all subscribe to his channel. Check him out. Good brother, solid dude. Um, I appreciate the um, $40, or excuse me, the $5 um, super chat. So, but yeah, um, conversations rarely go as planned or as scheduled, but, you know, so he's talking about how he pays um, 100%, and that's great. I actually encourage such relationships. Should you do that on the on start? No. Should you pay 100% of her bills the moment she gives you the number and some pussy? Fuck no. Like, what the hell? Don't get me wrong. This works if you um, 
are looking for like Obsidian. And this and shout out to him because it works for lifelong bachelors. It works for lifelong bachelors and it also works for um, sugar babies and sugar daddies. It does work for them simply because um, typically a sugar daddy is already married to the mother of his kids and his kids are off in the Ivy League somewhere. So he's paying tuition for, you know, three kids. And it's like, you know, hey, why not pay tuition for a fourth kid? But this one um, or a fourth person. But this one I actually get the fuck. I'm not entirely against situations like that. In fact, I'm not against situations like that at all. However, if you're looking for, you know, relationships like um, long term and you're vetting the person, there is a step sequence of events. So that's that. Let's see what um, Arthur Fleck has to say. Let's see. Just the other day he was talking about dinner whores. Um, now he's 100 percent man who pays his woman's rent. The fuck? Yeah, I mean, listen, it, there's certain levels of relationship. It's it's iterative, you know. It, I mean, if she moved in the first day, then that's one thing. You know, but I mean, to pay um, to support two separate households is ridiculous. In my opinion. But once again, you know, sugar daddies and sugar babies do it. Um, so go for it, I guess. But like if she if she's doing that, then don't be surprised if she has others because she's not like with you, even though you're paying 100 percent of the bills, she's not even with you like 100 percent of the times. She's not. All right. It's like this. You have full time maids. There exists full time maids. Those of you who are old enough to remember Alice, who was a character on the um, Brady Bunch, she was a live-in maid. Alfred is a live-in butler. He lives with um, Bruce Wayne. Anytime, day or night, Bruce Wayne call um, Bruce Wayne can call Alfred and say, "I want some potato chips." I want some potato chips and paste picante sauce. He could do shit like that at any given time because he is living. Alfred's salary is a 24-hour base salary. Uh, now, it doesn't really work that way in real life, but we get the, yeah, Jeffrey off the Fresh Prince. Exactly. These are live-in help. And there are certain benefits that come with live-in help. If you are a cleaning lady who comes once a week or once every two weeks, or you just come on rotation for an hour, then you are not paying the entirety of that person's bill. You are paying as they work. Some people have different situations, but 
you would be wrong. Are you are are Tony Maselli from Brooklyn? Tony Maselli from Brooklyn. He was also lived in, and his daughter lived in, and you know he got the benefits of, or you know Angela Bauer, she got the benefits of twenty four hour service, et cetera, et cetera. If you are paying live in prices for the cost of a cleaning lady, somebody who comes over and, and, and spruces up the place, then you are being bamboozled. So it's a recognition of different situations, but because the angling to that conclusion was so hard, so hard, it was, um, what's those, what's those things, what's those, those little games that you have where it has like the little steel ball, um, the little metal ball, and you try to get it into that hole. And, you know, it's in plastic and you just kind of like turning it and twisting it, trying to fit it into that hole. It was angling like that. But yes, your situation, well, there are situations that would be, that would mirror, say, a cleaning lady. There are situations that will mirror a um, a live-in help, live-in help. And then there are situations that um, a person is paying the cleaning lady the same amount that they would pay a, a live-in help. Meaning for in exchange for coming over for a couple of hours here and there you get an entire salary. And if you could find four or five such guys, you can have four or five such salaries. All right, let me read some more. Exactly. That would be an arranged marriage where uh, you and your woman moved in together instantly. Absolutely. And, you know, that would most likely be a part of the arrangement, whether you make the arrangement with her father or her, that you will take care of all of the bills and she will, you know, submit unconditionally. Now, arranged marriages, um, countries and shit like that, their laws reflected. So there's a low divorce rate um, and shit like that. But you get my point. Let's see. I would like to be a live-in servant. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's 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 honest work. It's honest work. So um, a lot of the times, I don't know if this is the case with Jeffrey on Fresh Prince. Um, well, it's not really the case of um, of anybody on TV. And that's simply because they only want to pay for one, one set. You know, the show only wants to pay for one set, but it really isn't in a person's best interest to, to be a cleaning lady. Like it really wouldn't be in Alice's best interest to do all that and just have a room with a typewriter and you're doing Alice things, you know, you can't even have company over, you know, to do 
to to have like you know old maid sex you can't even do that so it probably wouldn't be in her best interest to do that but it's tv but in real life servants tend to um live in houses that are on the estate like the living ones they they tend to live in houses that are on the estate meaning that the house is you know in the back of the house proper now it's becoming far and far less common but that's generally how it's done all right let's see master bruce and all right looks like i got to the end of it all right so with that, I want to thank the cash apps and super chats. I like to thank the managers and moderators. I like to thank um, those. Oh, wait. Actually, I'll be right back. Let me check for cash apps now. I think about it. Okay, once again, thank the cash apps and super chats. Thank the managers and moderators. Thank those who are listening, um, uh, those who are listening in the clouds, and those who are participating in the chat room. This is Game Changer 00100. Game over. Peace.